man, that hey! intro gets, gets me jazzed every time. Every hey! time Drew McIntyre points says, <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I love you too. Yeah. I love you too. Anyway, man. That's exactly what we're trying to say. Everybody, hello. Welcome <laughs> to a dynamite celebrating kaboom. PWI scrutinizing. Eric Boogenhagen saluting. We're not calling him the Boogs Cruise. He's the Boogenhagen flogging. Uh, we're going to do some WWE draft breakdowning. Break, breaking downing. Oh no, break. breakdown. Breakdowning. Downbreaking. Uh, it's going to be a groundbreaking episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything, as I mentioned, from those PWI top lady folk, ladies, of uh, all the WWE drafts, ins and outs, and everything in between. And of course, as we do every week, Matt, we decide uh, a objective winner. It's not subjective. It's an objective winner in the weekly Wednesday Night Wars. Matt, it's been a hell of a day. Uh, my computer that I used to record, the cat barfed all over it. Um, Fabulous. Yeah, I thought that was a career highlight. But this morning, he made a cat fart that sounded like what? something a human mouth would make. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. When I was doing my work and roaring out of the laundry room came the following sound can I, effect. Can I guess? Can I can do I a couple of... Run a couple by and I'll let you know which one was closest. Here <clears> we go. All right, first one would have to be, right, just classic. Pretty close. How many you got? All right, we also have the... There's the old... Uh... And... Um... Well, there's the quick one. There's always the... It was... <laughs> uh... To be honest, I think the closest was actually your first guess, because it, it sounded like... Classic. Like that kind of cartoon. Like, remember that little jar of, of slime that you could put your hand in and it would make a fart sound? Yeah. That's what yeah. a cat, that's what my cat made out of his little that's cat he anus. Made. He made that today. Um, we had so many updates on my computer. Don't ever turn your computer off because when you try to turn it back on, it's going to want to update. I don't know what updated. Everything looks identically awful. So here we are. Matt, how are things in the Casa de Eddy? Are you covered in cat barf? Are you also enjoying uh, mineral-soaked well water at your house? No, but Mike, have you ever had uh, the misfortune of having to dig your own cat's claw out of her tail? Wow. Yeah. No, I I will be digging right. a cat grave pretty soon. Your, I'm, your, I'm, I'm sure. Your but... face. <laughs> your face was exactly. I, I walked upstairs to a cat rolling out in a ball, trying to detach herself from her own tail. It was heartbreaking, first of all, because she was trying so hard and she couldn't do it. And the way she was, she had herself, her, her front paw was between her back legs. Uh, but we're also on day number two in a row that she did this. So we finally ripped, uh, you know, cut the claws down. I almost said ripped her. Yeah, we were at home ripping her claws Took out. her tail. I thought you were going to say he took her tail Let's out. Talk Won't the tail right off. Uh, <laughs> we 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 can't we can't bring ourselves to to declaw her, but she she got him clipped down pretty short today. But goddamn, poor kitty cat. Uh, I just two days in a row too, and the the noises she makes just just awful. So now that. Uh, you know, we, we let everybody know what's going on, uh, <laughs> kitty-wise. Weekly, uh, weekly cat talk here at the Brothers of Discussion. 
Uh, I think uh, I think it's just about time that uh, we have our first conversation, Mike, about our our brand new website. Um, Before we do, this was a delicious Yates cider. Compliments to Yates Cider Mill, Michigan, with a right. little bit of cinnamon no. whiskey. But I've had a heck of a day, so I'm gonna add a little refill here. Here we go. All right, I've, had, I've got uh, I've got ye old uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey. I, the motivation here is emptying the fridge. Uh, not yeah. necessarily. It, it's definitely not sticking around. Like this isn't one I'm going to refill. Uh, this is. I, I'm a. I'm a Woodford Reserve kind of guy, and I can't I gotta, do yeah. this. I gotta say, there's something like, even with this, it's it's fine, you know. But there's just something about a little Woodford and a little little hot cider with just a little sprinkle of cinnamon on top. Mmm, mm, that's a good beverage, Matt. Where can the beautiful people find everything, brothers of discussion? Well, I wanted to show everybody bodpodcast.com today. Uh, we're going to take a quick tour, and uh, I just want to show everybody. Uh, you, you can click on Pro Wrestling and uh, take a look at everything we've got going on. Uh, the blogs are continuing to pop out. You have all the links here if you need to find us somewhere special. You've got uh, the YouTube page. Yeah, there's um, my fat face. Yeah, there you are. Right there, there's me. I've, there's I'm about old to, fat cheeks himself. <laughs> I'm about to make a great point, as you can see. Uh, you've got that Twitter and the Instagram. Well, everything Brothers of Discussion is right here. But Beautiful. most importantly, Mike, we now, you can see me highlighting it, we now have a shop page. And if you are a longtime fan of the Brothers of Discussion, uh, you want to head over here. You can, Mike, can you see it? Can you see this? You can now become a sister of discussion it says i'm a sister of discussion uh, we've yeah. got uh the ladies brothers of discussion tea obviously what you can see here are the last two things i made were these <laughs> two two of the last three things i made so i'm a bad boy uh but every, everything's unisex here i just i just kind of went through everything and i I'm thought digging well, that mask. A... i'm digging that mask isn't this pretty sweet look at this i want to go i want to go I, I know i'm doing an absentee ballot but i really want to go vote wearing one of those bad boys yeah, to like get in there, let everybody know to keep socially distant, but also like this is my favorite podcast. Discuss safely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can you can find all this if you go to bodpodcast.com. And if uh, if I back up um, back to this homepage, there was the pro wrestling link. Obviously, uh, our other podcast, Red Wings Rant, along with our. Blogs and videos are available there, but you could just go right to that bodpodcast.com and click on the shop and it takes you to the same spot. Same spot that we're going to be adding to this page. Mike, I, I'm thinking of sending out a poll to see what everybody else would like to see. Um, they want I, a little I'm kind of thinking. Brothers of Discussion Ale. Yeah. Ooh. I, well, actually, I was just thinking like different t-shirt taglines. Like I was thinking hot tag. Um, oh, yeah. How about maybe human mouth fart? Human mouth fart. Yeah, that's uh, that actually would just be a regular old graphic. How about tell pretty well? Don't be a diddly dick. I was hoping to catch you when you were taking a sip, and I missed. All right, <laughs> Matt, are you ready to get in some wrestling talk? It's been I all the week. Let's do it. Uh, well, we had the draft this week, and uh, well, real quick, we've got some comments. Um, Stephanie, uh, I'm glad you're here. I Stephanie see your comment. We're going to get into it later, so I'm going to hold off on the Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton conversation. Amy is a Woodford Reserve kind of girl. Hey. High five, Amy. Boom. Yeah. That, that is a whiskey to refill. And uh, 
Amy's also letting us know she's a sister of discussion. All my friends and family hey. are getting POD Christmas presents. Oh, Woo! Yeah. Woo! yeah. I hope that, you know, we can figure out this COVID sitch and then we can all just go to the Royal Rumble together again. Cause that was pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been fun checking uh, the old email and seeing, maybe in 2025 um... or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Man, this was uh it was a draft. Uh there were there were people picked. Um they're trying to kind of stir the pot a little bit, right? Give us some fresh feuds to think about, right? Some some Absolutely. people in a little little different serious, you know, uh scenery here. Rollins is no longer Monday night Rollins. Now he's Friday night Rollins and uh you know, AJ Styles, the house that, you know, he didn't build but he could see it. You know, from his house in Alaska. Uh, so they switch spots. But Matt, I think what we need to talk about are the the big moves. They broke up the new day. There's a lot okay. of there's a lot of uh, a lot of sour grapes out there. A lot of salt. A lot of uh, angry cabbages out there, if you will. Um, they sold it pretty well. Like that that whole uh, say E's name. That was, that was heartbreaking. That <laughs> say say his name. And, yeah. Um, Matt, uh, hot tag here. Is this a good move for WWE's Big E? Is this for is this a good move for his career? I think absolutely. All right. Now, you heard it here first. Not... Moving on. No, what do you got, Matt? He's not necessarily like gone from the new day. All they did was put them on separate shows. They've even gone as far to be on the SmackDown and Raw talk shows and said as much. They said we're not we're not breaking up. Uh, I think this is just a great way to let that you know let's put it on the back burner. We can have them all reunite some other day. But this is great for Big E. This is Big E's chance. Like now we don't like it's just it's it's good. We're done. We're we just for now. Big E can go off on his own and do his Big E thing. And I think it was important for him uh, to not have anything holding him back. You didn't need another New Day storyline. You didn't need them. Like, it, it's, it looks as though it's very important for the New Day to hold the tag titles. And I, I just, you know, now that they have them, it, it is one of those things where they immediately made these titles. Like, they put them on another level. And that's that's one of those, those situations where the wrestler is going to make the title uh, as opposed to, you know, the other way around, which you and I are not huge fans of gives the new day, the tag titles. You can let them go off and fight. Um, you know, Kofi and Xavier can, can have fun with those, but now whatever happens with them, if they get into any trouble, they don't have to worry about needing big E there. They don't need to worry about biggies main event issues, getting mixed in with the tag titles. And just this week after week of, well, let's have, Whoever's feuding with the tag champs and whoever Big E's feuding with do a three-on-three -three match, and then we have to watch that for the next month. Like now, that's gone. Now Big E can just do Big E things. I th I think I think this is this really was the best way to go to just make it. Th this told us too, you know, for the fans that Big E is a priority. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you know, I'll say uh, they have two things they have to do, um, and it will kind of you know, remind you of what they had to do with the shield. Um, essentially big E he needs to distance himself from the new day, but, but not too much. Um, mm -hmm. and I guess with the character that he's already built, you know, he, he's this, uh, kind of tongue in cheek, um, 
he says a lot of uh, um, kind of under the radar uh, innuendo jokes. I don't know how they get by. I know that was him behind uh, stopping a glory hole in somebody. Um, <laughs> I know that was him with the blind unicorn, which if you don't know what that is, uh, fire up the Urban Dictionary and uh, you're welcome. Uh, do not look up pictures of that. Just look up the word definition. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is he should not have the New Day music. He should not have the New Day singlet. Um, I think this is an opportunity for him to just kind of get a little bit of a haircut, um, you know, a, diff a little bit different uh, airbrush style on the old singlet there. Um, maybe even pull a Roman Reigns, you know, go bare chested up top. Um, but yeah, I think he can definitely keep as a character. I think he can keep his natural big enus. Um, but just, you know, tweak, tweak the visual, tweak the aesthetic, tweak the sound. I would, I would want to associate him with a new sound, a new, mm. um, a little new music there. But the problem with that is we've seen some of the, the new music that's come out recently. I don't know how people are, uh, I know we're not big fans of Keith Lee's music. Um, I, I don't know if there's yeah, a lot of fans of Alistair Black's new music. Um, I have a suggestion. What, what do you got? Um, what if we did now? I don't want it as bad as this, but what if we did like an X Pac style like remix of the New Day, you know, where it was the, the DX song, but it was X Pac gonna flippity flippity flappy bomb. I keep it rocking the bottom line. X Pac trying to suck it like a ducky bucket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, one important thing I, I think could really help Biggie differentiate. Um, I think if the magic of him is that he has that when he comes out, he does that oh, and everybody gets out of their seat. It's literally a sound effect. It's not even the English language. I would definitely let him kind of art truth it and kind of do whatever he wants with his entrance music. Like if he wants to rap, if he wants to sing, if he wants to play a little Kurt Angle ukulele, uh, whatever his you know, creative mind and little heart desires. I, I hope they let him do it. Um, outside of that, I mean, we got to let it marinate a little bit. I know emotionally they don't want us to totally turn the page on uh, his New Day connection. Um, it's It's been freaking, what, half a decade? Um, but yeah. Sorry, um, I, was, I was ready to share it. I got the... Uh... What do you got for us? Can you hear that? No. No, oh shit! It wasn't Bailey, was it? No, it's uh, it's uh, the X Pac theme. That's uh, oh yeah, we don't up. need to hear that again. Um, All right. <laughs> the other uh, the other big draft picks, I'd say. Um, I loved, I loved um Alexa and the Fiend both going to Monday Night Raw. Um, I don't want to. It's it's just like when the Fiend debuted, where it's like I just want every segment to include the fiend but i also kind of want to let it marinate like i love having just a just a little taste of of paradise and then you know let me you know think about it for a week or so right i love this harley quinn joker uh thing that they have going on um i it's just one of those things where you know we get so critical of this company met and this is a spot where they're 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 really hitting a home run because I, I love these segments i want more of them and now that they're on the three-hour extravaganza that takes place every Monday, they're going to have opportunities to have maybe, you know, a plus one segment, you know, uh, maybe open a show and close a show. So I'm pretty pumped to see that. 
Yeah, I had uh, I had my top five things I wanted to come out of this draft, and uh, mostly because I was going to tease what uh, what we'll have coming out um, later for the website. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I would say uh, go going back to that Biggie conversation. I I had two of my my five things wrapped into the whole Big E thing. So it's Big E winning a championship and then uh, the New Day and Hurt Business confrontation that I'm eagerly awaiting, uh, which I think is going to be that opportunity for the Hurt Business to take some tag gold. Uh, but then you've also got uh, Drew McIntyre feuds with uh, The Fiend, AJ, and Elias. That, uh, I, you know, I, I'd say if you got to... If you got to say the things you're excited about, it, it that that's that those are the easy ones to grab onto, right? And, and there's there's the number one and number two. I think I'll just hold on to, and then you guys got to tune in. Um, all right, Mike, you want to jump into the one year of dynamite? I think was the order you said you wanted to go. Yeah, let's do it. Um, they had the big celebration. Um, they kind of we've we've talked about how uh, now. Um, it feels like WWE and AEW are trying to find some um, kind of hollow event to celebrate every single week. Yep. Um, <laughs> whether it's you know the thirty nights of Jer- thirty years of Jericho, or now we're doing a draft. Um, you know, this was at least this was a real thing. This was the anniversary of Dynamite. Um, it's uh, it's been a heck of a ride. I, I don't know if we if we thought uh, it would be quite um, at the peak that it's at right now. Um, I know a lot of people are skeptical and ah, it'll just be another impact. It'll be another TNA and it's not, I, I think it, it really is, you know, above those other ones um, at, at, at their ultimate peaks. And, you know, these are promotions that could have, um, you know, advertised AJ Styles and Samoa Joe in their main events. Um, and, and I think AEW has easily eclipsed that. Um and I know you wanted to kind of pose, you know, like some likes and dislikes. Uh, for sure, the likes. Um, as much as I talk about being a wrestling program, this is one of the more entertaining wrestling shows I could think of. Um, whether now it's, you know, kind of looking at, you know, somebody like Eddie Kingston uh, doing mm-hmm. doing segments, promos, uh, getting behind the announcer desk. Uh, whether or not it's Jericho and MJF uh, arguing at each other. Um, you know, just honestly, just, uh, you know, promoting the certain people that they're promoting, you know, for entertainment value, whether it's Jurassic Express, you know, it's, it's, um, Marco stunt, all four foot 11 of them. It's a guy in a dinosaur mask. Um, the way this company finds a way to promote somebody like orange Cassidy, um, who I, I don't know if he ever would have really gotten a, a TV shot if it wasn't for something like, you know, Tony Khan taking a, a little bit of a risk on, you know, young bucks and, an old Chris Jericho and yeah. um, it's that kind of stuff that I like the, some of the creative risks that they've, that they've taken. And for the most part have paid off. Uh, what would you say are some of your likes for AEW so far one year in? I, I would say how much uh, it, it's paid off to like really rely on a guy like Cody Rhodes, like putting him in the spotlight that he has is not like a negative for this brand at all. Like he, he really is the Cody Rhodes. We, he always said he could be uh, when he was in WWE and everything he's done on the indie scene. And now, you know, I, it's one thing and there's folks that can, that can trash me because uh, man, the, um, I mean, take a look behind me. Uh, There's, 
there's uh or i guess i guess i haven't done too much to show off what else is in here but i have like x-men shrines and stuff around this room i have all of my heavy metal bands like how, how do you have time for so many different things you like well the one way that we know to put things on a pedestal that it's worthwhile is when it's on a, a channel like tnt uh so I, I know that Cody and we can we watched it on YouTube, but it's not anything that I I've made the time for is to watch a lot of independent wrestling that goes, you know, that streams live on YouTube. You know what I mean? I, I mean, so this that's where I'm coming from. Uh, but the idea that uh, Cody is relied upon to push a show on TNT, I think, is one of the the absolute greatest things to come out of this is, is to see a guy come out and be such a superstar, be such an entrepreneur uh, and, and really show off that he, he, he learned a lot from his dad. And I mean, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of hardcore pro wrestling fans that have been around for decades that would say this is blasphemy, but I think Cody, Cody might be a step above his dad. And I think uh, everything he's done with AEW is is proof of that. And I think Dusty would probably agree with me if y'all y'all want to step in and, and throw up your dukes. Um, but I mean, there, there's there's so much to like about this. Uh, I think you and I uh, like the entertainment thing is is still my number one. I, I'm trying to think of something else, so that's where the Cody stuff comes from. I remember the first pay per view that we got to watch from AEW made me remember what it felt like to watch pro wrestling as a kid. Like I, I got excited again and that was so great. Right. I, I loved being excited to watch a pro wrestling show. And it wasn't just excitement, like leading up to the event. That's something that I think WWE still nails to this day, but I mean, it's excitement in the middle of the match when you're getting closer to the end of the match. And then you look at the card, you go, Oh shit. The next match is going to be just as great. That that is very hard to do, and something I think the WWE struggles with when their shows reach three and a half, four, five, six hours. Uh, not not something I'm I'm excited to do uh, for five or six hours. Uh, and, and not that AEW hasn't had that timing issue. Uh, I would like to see for both of these shows that let's tighten it up. We don't can't all have six star matches, you know, let's, let's tighten it up. Let's, uh, let's tell some stories in five minutes. Um, yeah, that's, that's mean, how you write a good, that's how you do a good show. Uh, I probably, again, blasphemy here again, not a, maybe not a true pro wrestling fan asking for some five minute wrestling matches, but goddamn, um, you need to have your main event. And I sound like Vince McMahon right now, but you need to have your main event and you've got to have the matches lead up to it. You can't, you can't have six, 45-minute matches, and, and AEW's done a good job of that. And I'm not saying that they've done a bad job. I think now I'm just defending my own theories of pro wrestling. But, uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, take it away. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, just uh, just to touch on Cody real quick, is um, as much as you, you know, talk about him being his dad, I think he really, and we're, you know, Andre and I were kind of talking about it a little bit yesterday. He's definitely borrowed a lot from Triple H. I'd say he's closer to Triple H in like a booking and wrestling philosophy than his dad. You think Triple um, H is his dad? I think oh. Triple H is his dad. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were kind of talking about it tongue in cheek because, uh, you know, now he has the over the top entrance. He has like easily one of the cooler songs in the whole company, uh, yeah. just like Triple H. 
I guess I'll give myself Motorhead. Uh, you guys can all have CFO dollar sign. What? Oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I don't get Motorhead. Right. Um, you know what? I'm going to have two Motorhead songs. What? Two Motorhead songs? What the? Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, trying to get the young guys over, using the older guys to really prop up these younger guys, and uh, maybe the biggest sin of Triple H um, booking is... We haven't quite seen uh, those younger talents win the championships. You know, I'm looking at you, MJF. I'm looking at you, Cassidy. I'm looking at you, Jungle Express. Maybe winning a you know a tag title, something like that. Um, but they're in there, and I think they're they're really trying to kind of, um, you know, even out this seesaw where they're trying to keep people to be like, hey, you know Jericho, so tune in, but we can't have Jericho just, you know, lose every match because then he loses all his credibility and then we don't have a guy to, like, prop up the young guys. So we're going to have him be champion for a while, but then he's going to kind of beat the younger guys that you guys are like, but because the younger guys are in a match with Jericho, that kind of makes them relevant. So it's it's a tough kind of juggling act there. But I, I think, you know, maybe another year or so we can, you know, start to see these young guys. You know, uh, forgot to throw Darby Allen in there too, who's who's also been killing it. Um, you know, throw those guys, throw some straps on them. So maybe that brings us to the next point of the uh, annual discussion, Matt. Some of the dislikes. Ooh. Ooh. So you can yeah. kind of rope this in with something else. Um, what you might have done differently uh, with one of your dislikes there. Well, the easy one is is the women's division. Women. And I I think what's what's hard to figure out the like what is the real problem here is. Did they not spend enough money on talent? Did they not offer enough? Was the priority on one side of the roster and not the other? Because it's obvious that they had some pretty good looking matches at the start. And a lot of those uh, ladies just didn't keep rolling on with the company. Um, There's also just the issue of building up these characters to be more interesting than just the initial hello and then asking them to sell everything else online. Because, I, again, Mike, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I will catch whatever's going on with, uh, you know, being elite if it <laughs> if it's really good because then it pops up on my timeline. Like, that's the only time I ever see it. So building characters through that, just it's not going to work for me. I, I'm tuning in on TNT. I'm watching the replays. And, um, you know, if, it, if it's something that you, you, you're – you're requiring to write like three, four hours of content to get some of these characters over, then you've got to reorganize whatever you've got going on. You've got to set your priorities. Like, do you want women's wrestling to be high, be a highlight of this? Or is it something you're okay with just being, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, no, you're, hit, like. you're hitting it right on the head. Like what they're essentially their stance right now is the onus is on you as the fan. If you want to watch women's wrestling, turn on YouTube. That's what they're telling you. Go to heels.com. And if you're going to be a company that says you give a hoot about it, you, you got to put them on TV. I shouldn't have to turn on uh, a championship match uh, between uh, Hikaru, Shida, and Big Swole. And, like, there's no vignettes. There's no promos. It's just, well, this week, you know, we, we did the musical chairs and Big Swole's getting a shot. Mm-hmm. Those matches mean nothing. They'll never main event because they they don't. There's no story. There's there's no rooting interest for you as a fan. Um, 
And I mean, even even something as small as, you know, let's say uh, Cody and Orange, you know, fought for the TNT championship. We still had Cody and Orange the week before give each other like a thumbs off, like a thumbs up, thumbs off. So you're like, okay, yeah. And, you know, they made comment about, you know, Orange never locks up and Cody's going to make him lock up, um, you know, because he's, you know, the King of Sloth style. So there's already like these little little tweaks that you can kind of watch out for in the match. And so Cody was trying to goad, and this is kind of getting into our little Wednesday Night Wars discussion, but trying to goad him into locking up and acting like a real wrestler. Um, That doesn't exist for the women's division. So uh, I think you're right on the money there. Um, yeah, there was there was something actually just to stick to this point that I, I'm not a huge fan of was um, it was Britt Baker tweeted if you guys want AEW to support more women's wrestling you have to tune into the show and I think that's to the point of you saying they're telling us to tune into YouTube but this idea that now they have Britt Baker saying you have to watch all of AEW Dynamite to let them know that you, you know you're the person who's watching it and then they're going to see the data that so and so watched it and they're the kind of person that would support women's wrestling so now we're going to do more of it I don't think that makes sense even a little bit like oh i love i love and support women's wrestling so i'm gonna watch this show that's gonna do one segment and not turn it off that if anything will do the exact opposite that will say that they're doing the right thing people aren't tuning out look the ratings are going up and we're doing one women's match um no i mean it's it's just it's just not it's not going to get fixed unless like we keep saying it. And that's why it's been a sticking point for so long. And Cody has been under fire uh, with the media to try and and fix it. And I think they'd be better off just saying, man, we have fucked it up royally. Um, We could have done such a better job and we did such a disservice to these ladies. We did a disservice to the entire idea of women's wrestling by saying, this is a new show and uh, we're going to only kind of highlight it. And also we have JR here who could give less of a fuck. Right. Who couldn't, I'm sorry, couldn't give less of a fuck. No, you know, it's another thing I was talking about with, uh, with Andre. Um, he, uh, we were talking about, um, oh, the championship match, um, Hikaru and Big Swole. And uh, JR made some comment about, well, these women are, you know, look at them go. They're always looking to improve. And it's just, yeah, I real, don't need to hear about uh, work rate and, you know, let's just see if we can improve. talk about work rate. I want to talk about meaty women slapping women, you know, uh, <laughs> but um, that should that should not be um, the storyline of the match is that these women are always trying to get better. It should be uh, they're fighting tooth and nail to become the champion of an entire brand. Um, and it's just it's just not it's just not a priority right now. Uh, storytelling for them is not a priority. Um, I, the seriousness of it, not a priority. Um, yeah, I, I would say to do one other thing that I, you know, we can start to get away from, and it connects to, you know, like I love Jericho. He still got it. He's still one of the, you know, funniest guys on the mic. He can still wrestle, as MJF pointed out last night. Look at that body. He's still got abs. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> at some point we can start to like get away from needing like, you know, Tully Blanchard to come in and, you know, watch somebody. I, I, you know, if I was at a wrestling con and Arn Anderson was there, absolutely. I want a photo and a handshake, but 
I don't know if I need him, you know, walking behind Cody like Andy Reid with a with a fake sheet of, you know, uh, play calling. I don't even know what's on that sheet. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, halfback draw, you know, all streaks up the right sideline. I don't know what's on that sheet. It doesn't make any wrestling sense. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think that these guys are going to need these old fogies for much longer. <laughs> I would be fine to let them kind of stand on their own two feet, cut their own promos. And as much as I love Jake, the snake is excellent as he was in the peanut butter Falcon. Uh, let me hear the murder Hawk. Let me hear the murder Hawk, uh, you know, kind of talk quietly in a microphone. You know, that's, that's what I want. And uh, Amy's right there with us, too, when we go back to the women's division. She refuses to be a part of AEW Heels. To me, Heels is worse than being an afterthought. It's almost like... Uh, it's you know, pretty condescending. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, we've we've got to move on, because uh, we are going to bring up AEW later in the show uh, to talk about the Wednesday Night World Absolutely. Um So, Amy, we'll let your thought be the capper on, on, this, uh, on this segment here. So, let's... Let's talk, uh, Mike. We're talking. We're talking. All of our problems with AEW wrestling is uh, revolving around the women's division. So let's talk PWIs, women's top one hundred. But we've only got the top twenty to talk about here today. Uh, <laughs> what a great segue, um, Mike. Number one. Ba- and did you get a good chance to at least uh, take a gander at this list? I know uh, I actually didn't put the numbers on there, but you can kind of get the gist of. Uh, where everybody lies. Uh, Bailey, hope, number I one. I they're in order. They uh, are. Yeah, okay, let, me, let me see yeah. if I, like, what can I do here? Can I change that? Nope, I can't. All right, well, they're going to be dots. Um, just count them up, Mike. Just go one, two, three. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bailey, one. We got Becky Lynch, followed by Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Hikaru Shida, Tessa Blanchard. Um, Rio. That was a tough one. Yeah, uh, Rio, Io. That's kind of cute. Um, Mayu, uh, Rhea Ripley, Jordan Grace, Shayna Baszler, Thunder Rosa, pretty cool there. You get that, uh, like jumping up the list. Uh, Kimberly, Nyla Rose, uh, Taya Valkyrie, Kayla, uh, Kaylee Ray. Now that I might and have now a little coming bit to the ring, weighing in at 140 pounds. Sorry, I, I might have that. her, I love I that might have her a little bit higher. Yeah, I might have her a little bit higher on the list, considering what they take into consideration, um, like tighter, t- holding a title. Um, is that like, Nikki Cross coming in on the top twenty? Yeah. Wow, I, I like know. it, but I she was not Alexa Bliss level. That is, that's just them saying, you know what? Maybe she's uh, better. You know, maybe she's better than uh, we've given her a chance for, which is true, but. Alexa Bliss, uh, if she she's definitely going to be in the top five for next year's list, especially with her Bray Wyatt stuff. But absolutely, um, kind of looking at the top five: Bailey, Becky, Asuka, Charlotte, Sasha. Um, and if you want to kind of eh, Hikaru, uh, Tessa, Rio, Io, May, Mayu. I gotta say, I, I don't think there's any. There shouldn't be any debate that Asuka is number one. It's not just about her holding titles. Um, it's about her, like, literally speaking maybe three words of English and cutting some of the most interesting promos in all of WWE um, and easily, you know, inside WWE's women's division. Uh, it's the enthusiasm. It's the way that I'm so proud of, for once, WWE's, like, making us proud. 
they didn't make fun of, you know, like some Jerry the King Lawler, you know, awful xenophobic humor. Uh, you know, they just let her speak. They just let her go out there. And we were all excited every time she took the mic. She would call matches in Japanese and we would still just be glued to the TV. Um, you know, which is nothing to say about her excellent ring work. Um, her just her matches are just flawless. Um, you know, now they're gonna put her in a title match against Lana, and it's not it's not like Lana really deserves a title match, even though she has gone through four tables in four weeks, compliments of Nia Jax. Um, but I think what they're gonna similar to what they just did with Selena Vega, they're gonna let Asuka prop up one of these, you know, women who are you know a little bit more green and make them look somewhat competent. Um, Asuka's just carrying the division. She's carrying a title. She's carrying large segments of television time, uh, by cutting promos, by dancing with Mandy Moore, uh, with Mandy Moore, Moore. dancing with Mandy. Um, God, the, uh, 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 Dana Brooke trying to make her relevant too. Um, you just can't talk highly enough about her. And and Bailey's been such a great heel, but Asuka, I think has been number one. That's my thing is um, I'm okay with Bailey being number one because Mike Asuka has radar as being one of the top women in pro wrestling. And Bailey has never been far from it, but I think it, it's one of those things where um, we just talked about it last week with Leo. Uh, I was just listening to our episode last week with Leo DiCaprio, like yeah. sometimes politically winning an Academy award. Bailey struggled to be a face. Like, we loved her because she was Bailey and because of what she did in NXT, I think did a great deal for women's wrestling. But the writing of her face character was always so bland and bleh. But now that she's a heel, it has been so freaking amazing. And even if I agree, I agree with you that she, it is so much harder to do what Asuka's doing. If we go into next year, are the chances that Asuka's still going to be close to number one are still very good? But we could see a huge drop in Bailey. So it's one of those like throw her at the top right now and then we'll come back later. And and I'm sure Asuka's not at home like like fuck, I'm number three. I'm so much better than Becky and Bailey. Like, yeah. She's probably thrilled. So I, I'm yeah. gonna say this Bailey pick makes sense. If I'm not saying like there's too much politics going into these, because I think we all know the PWI is kind of silly at this point uh there, there's probably more politicking behind the scenes in regards to making sure wwe people are at the top of the list uh than anything else and we saw that with uh the you know the pwi list uh for the you know there what is it top 500 is the yeah the top 500 anyway. yep, 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 yep. Um, but not and and that is to say that bailey is absolutely bailey oscar Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks. Those are the best women in women's wrestling. They are. Yeah. There's no debate. There's nobody even close to these ladies. And uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, with that said, I, I, just, I do uh, believe that those are the right, those are the right top five. No problem whatsoever. Uh, but I will say this was the year to put Bailey at number one. I'm going to say uh, two, two kind of fun points. One, I think that Asuka should definitely be the top women's wrestler. However, if we were just going to rank the top wrestlers, I would, for some reason in my brain, I would put Bailey at like top five, like between men and women. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, if we want to get into that conversation, that's that's a whole nother yeah, like like But the other fun thing that it's just a thought that just kinda you know, sometimes a little thought just kinda swim through your brain. I was thinking about Becky Lynch's speech where she's like, You go be the champion, I'm gonna go be a mom. And we all kind of just started tearing up and oh it's so beautiful. I would love for Becky to have her baby you know, start to come back to the ring and then she, you know, puts the, puts the brakes on that. And, you know, she says she's going to back out. And I, I want her to pull like a Mark Henry, baby, I'm coming home. And then she just pulls a big swerve on us and acts like she's having a second baby. But then she just, you know, DDT some, somebody into the mat. This would be the time for her to get like for any time that she would have a child at home and to make pro wrestling work. When every show is in the same building, you can just have a house nearby, have a babysitter yeah. just on Monday nights. This would be this is perfect for for a Becky return. Um, I do want to throw out there we've got a couple of them. Uh, our our favorite on Twitter, Neon Ghost Forty One at Neon Ghost Forty One, also known as Venus Blue. Uh, I put Asuka at number one at everything, but if she isn't going to be, I think Bailey is good in that spot too. I would have had Asuka above Becky though. Uh, and she agrees with you, Mike, for every reason yeah. there. Uh, Andre's throw it Ooh, out there. Lana's been, <laughs> Lana's been paying for the sins of Miro, uh, which is why she's become Nia Jax's uh, personal attack dummy. So, Andre, I mean, goddamn, uh, fucking layup there, man. That was, you fucking nailed it. <laughs> yep. Or maybe, no, that's more of a dunk. I think if I call it a layup, that's like, uh, that's like, uh, it's more like a diss. Or yeah, something. our dad right. can do a layup. Right. I mean, let's so, do a dunk. Yeah, Andre yeah. just dunked on Lana. There we go. Yeah. Me? Not cool. All right. Uh, Andre uh, also threw out there. I hope <laughs> Bailey stays a heel for the rest of her career. It's highly unlikely that she'll stay a heel for a long time. But until she turns face again, I'll continue to enjoy her work as a baddie. Uh, no, I mean, I mean that's exactly where we're at. And uh, and Amy's right there, too. She agrees uh, with Andre's thought. I, I do think Bailey needs to stick around as a heel for a while. I think what's going to happen is we'll kind of, if there's ever going to be four horse women against the four horse women, I think that'll be that time Can, where maybe they all turn face at the yeah. same time. But you know, all of them seem to thrive as heels, except for <laughs> Becky Lynch, who can do anything, um, which is kind of. You know, what's funny is uh, I, I think you make a good point there. Um, how they all, everyone, but Becky, but I was just going to say with Bailey selfishly, you know, we all want her to be a heel. Um, right. because we love the work she's doing, but also kind of on Bailey's behalf, um, as lovable and talented as she was as a face, it never, every time she took the mic, it kind of was that, um, kind of that David Rose, uh, nervous energy where it kind of felt like she was going to like, you know, start shaking and, you know, like she, she just wanted the promo to be over. Right. Now it kind of feels like she looks forward to, you know, times that she gets to be on camera, when she gets to be on TV, when she gets to yell at Michael Cole. Matt, let's hear a drop. Oh, go oh God. Uh, we only got like three drops. Here's one of them. All right. It's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. Michael. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. Um, no, I just got it's... three drops and I fucked it up. Oh, <laughs> no, boy. it's just good. I, I think it's really good for her benefit, too. That's all I was trying to get at. Uh, long story short there. Um, so list list is pretty strong. Not a lot you can really get too angry about. Um, really should be Bailey and Asuka up top. That's all. Um, 
But uh, Matt, I guess we can move on from this list. Uh, stop, you know, tooting the old PIW horn. Uh, we had some uh, weird returns this week. Matt Lars Sullivan's still employed. Who knew? Um, just a quick reminder here. Matt threw a little <laughs> note on here. Yeah, you um, like that? I said reminder uh, <laughs> for anybody who's like, "Oh, Lars is back." Hey, why? Why do I hate that guy? Oh, right, right, right. Because he had all hey. these weird misogynistic, racist, and anti-gay comments online. Oh, this, that was it. Okay, This is the bullshit now. they're hoping for with Velveteen Dream, is that we're all just going to forget. <laughs> Let us forget. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if enough time goes by, maybe we'll forget. <laughs> People don't forget um, if we can quote super bad. Um, <laughs> it's just weird that these were his thoughts after he's been in, like, gay pornography. You'd think he'd be a little more um accepting of you know different lifestyles uh you know there's all sorts of different ways to make a buck and sometimes it's to have a fuck so lars sullivan is back and uh <laughs> he's got less of a caveman beard he kind of trimmed it up a little bit um i, I don't know i didn't need him back i was just kind of not surprised like ooh, just kind of like oh yeah so maybe he'll feud with velveteen dream and they'll have a both losers leave town match or something. I don't know. We also had uh, Jordan Devlin come back, which is a little bit happier. But wait, he also can I say had... his name real quick? It's my favorite announcer. Yeah. Now coming to the ring, Jordan Devlin. All right. I'm. I'm okay. I had to get it out of my system. All right. Go ahead. Uh, still, uh, some issues with with Jordan too. He he had um, uh, I forget what the hashtag was, but when it was about uh, ladies wrestlers being held down. Uh, by different male wrestlers, whether or not they were being sexually harassed or taken advantage of or being blacklisted. Um, so unfortunately, Jordan Devlin was also a part of that. But uh, he was just off of TV because WWE saw that and said, well, he's over in... They said, oh, he's over in Europe, so he can't make the trip for the Cruiserweight title. Um, so again, they're playing the whole, <laughs> let's hope they forget. But uh, he he's hitting at a... Almost identical Sami Zayn inter intercontinental title storyline where he said, oh, it's cute that you guys have that cruiserweight title. I've still got the real one, holds up his title uh, to his, you know, whatever his Zoom call was. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I guess he's he's coming. Um, hopefully he's for coming. the title. I, we don't want to know where else. All right. That was a bad joke. Um, we also have a potential statement on Breck Lesnar ever returning with uh, Paul Heyman being interviewed by some, you know, UFC show or whatever, because God forbid there's wrestling radio. Right now, he's very happy being a farmer and a magnificent father to his children, and this is Paul Heyman talking about Brock Lesnar's return. However, if there's something that WWE can offer that intrigues, motivates, and inspires Lesnar, and if the money is right and the business is solid, I'm sure he would be willing to do it. Mike, this was breaking news. I brought this up because who gives a fuck? We... We do not. Who are we doing that bad? We have Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns as our champions right now. Why, in God's name, did this need to be breaking news for pro wrestlers? Now, again, this was on like a a, a mixed martial arts show, so that's why that question's being asked. It should not be breaking news for all of pro wrestling media that Brock Lesnar might return if he gets paid. I. This is, I, I get I, so angry at this kind of stuff. And I'm sad that I put it in our show notes because now 
our website will be tagged for this. And I, sh I should put on there who gives a fuck. I got to make sure I put that in the notes. This but is honestly, uh, there's a lot to juggle uh, mentally for me. Um, I think for you and I, the fear is, oh man, if he comes back, we know what he's going to do. You know, he's going to, he's going to bury Drew McIntyre. He's going to bury the fiend, you know, stuff like that. But I, I just, Brock Lesnar is living the life we all want to live. Like, if anybody dares <laughs> say shit to you, you can fuck him up. Um, <laughs> he literally gets paid, you know, to do one night of work. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to get, like, two million bucks to do, like, one match against The Undertaker and then, like, go milk a cow for eight to ten months? That's all he does. He's living a great life. It's it's just the pro wrestling fan that makes you a little bit nervous um, at his at the idea of his return. But yeah, we don't need him right now. Um, and again, to kind of give Brock more credit, uh, you know, living the life we all want to live. The last thing he did was put over Drew McIntyre. What a beautiful gift he's bestowed upon us. I, we don't need an update on him. All I want to hear is, you know, I just want to see him in his overalls and a you know a long piece of grass, maybe chewing on his cud and. You know, beating up people who dare to bring him his mail that day. That's all I want to see from him. Um, I, I don't know if he's suplexing the UPS guy. Uh, I, I think it would be hilarious. Um, you know, kind, kind of one of those underground UFC fights with, you know, beating up homeless people. Um, I, I don't need to see the homeless beat up, but you kind of get where I'm going. Just kind of an yeah. underground fight club where he beats up guys who bring him his Amazon stuff. He just orders heavy things and makes fun of them when they can't carry it up the stairs. He takes it up the stairs and he suplexes them back into the truck. It's a long-winded thing, but that's what I want from Brock. I don't need him wrestling. I'm just, I just want to see him living his life as a farmer. Good for him. All right, Mike. Now we'd like to introduce a brand new segment today. Uh, I want to take everybody back. Oh boy. Take everybody back to February. Make wrestling 5th. great again. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, we actually are. I like this segment. Yeah, go February ahead. February fifth, two thousand nineteen. Uh. <laughs> Mike, the only other time we've seen this guy, besides his two straight weeks on NXT, is two when he's... magical weeks. <laughs> the only other time we've seen him is when he's bopping his head on NXT tapings and just going crazy for everybody's entrance. And then he's the guy that's banging the glass at the performance center. He he loves pro wrestling. He loves what he's doing. If you follow him on Twitter, he's just getting himself jacked and ready to go for whatever that opportunity is going to come. But let's, uh, let's remind everybody again, this is February 5th, 2019. We were introduced to, to this beautiful man. Uh, so not, not that long ago, but when I give you the number. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, weighing in at 240 pounds. Uh, that's right, everybody. Eric Bugenhagen. Ladies and gentlemen, our new segment is how many days has it been since <laughs> Eric Bugenhagen made his debut? <laughs> Mike, it has been 618 what? days since Bugenhagen's debut. What? Uh, He's been I think... for 600 fucking days? <laughs> what? I just don't understand. What do you I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I, it you know, feels the guy, like it's been an, an eternity, really. I don't know how his pants stay on with all the brass rings he's been putting in his pockets. There's so many brass rings in there. If you hit him, it'd be like Sonic. Bling, 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 bling. Yeah, he's like, so entertaining. I, I don't understand what we missed. What do we not get when this guy comes out there and basically just plays an air guitar? 
and everybody's right. screaming for more. And uh, an unprecedented move. Uh, he got a fucking encore. A literal a fucking yeah. encore. What more do you want? First time ever in pro wrestling history. The Undertaker um, doesn't get an encore. The Undertaker. Count will continue until we can get the attention of Triple H, NXT, Shawn Michaels, and Mr. Bugenhagen himself. We hope that maybe he'll join the podcast uh, one day because we are the two biggest fans of Eric Bugenhagen, who's, I think, uh, as as uh, recent as we've seen, he's he's the Boog, uh, and he goes by the Boog Cruise, the Booge Cruise. Uh, so it's just... Get this guy back on my TV. I don't care. Yes. He was obviously doing everything he could to be a fan while these shows were being taped in the performance center. Bring back Bugenhagen. All right. Yes. Mike, this segment will be ongoing until we see him back on you my TV. You know what? If we can't get Bugenhagen to do an interview on this show, that's okay. He's an amazing talent. He's got a lot he's working on. He's shredding on. He's shredded. He's shredding on the guitar. He's working on his wrestling. He's a busy man. But we're getting Triple H on the horn to explain himself. Because this is an embarrassment to wrestling. Six hundred. Boog should be eighteen days. He should be a five-time champ by now, Daddy. He's having some hard times, Daddy. I don't know what's going on when Eric Boogenhagen gets his name <laughs> chopping half, and a man can't be on TV in a six hundred days. We're gonna cut a promo on Triple H. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well put, Chris. Um, but. An episode of the Brothers of Discussion, we would be remiss if we didn't get into the Wednesday Night, Wednesday Night Wars. Wars. Oh, I timed that fucking perfectly. Woo! Oh, yeah. Right when you said it, it came shooting up. I'm glad. I hope our mics weren't muted when that happened. They certainly were. Uh, Matt, so every <laughs> week, what we do is uh, the top three good moments. And then, uh, you know, there's usually an, a, a dishonorable mention that we'll uh, reveal right before moment number one of each show. Now, Matt, this week, whew, I, I had AEW Dynamite. I had the anniversary show. Uh, it was literally bell-to-bell -bell championship matches. And Matt, you had NXT. Did uh, a cursory look, did NXT compete this week? I mean, so I had both <laughs> Everybody saw I had both shows running. I just don't know how you compete with uh, you've got a Cody Rhodes and Orange Cassidy, and then you've got that main event. That even with the ending, um, you could you could have just ended it with with the with Eddie Kingston. It could have been a Moxley promo and Eddie Kingston coming out there. That would have been a great ending to the show. Uh, but you did a Murder Hawk Moxley match. AEW is absolutely the winner uh, this week, and you know it's really sad that uh, the ratings again taking dips. There's no. There was no uh, debate going on. There's a debate going on, or there's uh, town halls going on as we speak, which I'm very happy to, to know that I'm missing right now. Jesus. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, no, uh, no basketball this week. There's no hockey. Uh, less excuse. Yep, well. I mean, who gives a fuck about baseball, though? I don't know. I, uh, I know we're, we're losing grandfathers by the day, so I, I got to think we're running out of baseball fans at some point. Um but, Matt, I think that takes us right into the list here with uh, 
NXT gets the bat leadoff again. They lose again. Matt, moment number three from next Extra Time Wrestling, whatever that acronym is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with celebrating Killian Dane and Drake Maverick again. Oh, um, yeah, baby. This is uh, this is something. Or you know what I should do? Can I, can I while I'm doing this, I'm going to make a banner that says uh, number three, and we're going to end that, and we're going to put it on there. Number three. <laughs> See that at the bottom there corner? All right. Number yeah, three, um, I gotta, I gotta make two more of those. All right, number three uh, is again, um, Kelly Dane and Drake Maverick uh, go down to Imperium, but uh, they they get attacked at the end of the match. And um, one of my favorite, absolute favorite things that's been said on NXT, and I think it's actually been said before with different uh, different opponents, but Kelly and Dane coming to pick up his buddy Drake and saying, "Only I." get to hit Drake. <laughs> but it's such the story they're telling with this is why it's my number three. You know, I, I think, um, I think there were some, there were some fantastic wrestling this week and I'm, I'm kind of going up and down the list right now. And what's really going to, I think be hurt by me picking this as my number three is, is going to be the opening match, which is, is Roddy strong uh, fish against Oni and Larkin and Danny and Birch. Uh, for a number one contender <laughs> shot against Prezango. I know we that, made that up, but it still gives me a popski every time I hear it. Absolutely. Uh, and they will never join the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and that, that match really was, you know, you could make the argument was was one of the better matches the whole night. Um, and I, I really did enjoy it. But nothing melts my heart more than seeing these two interact in Kelly and Dane and Drake Maverick because they're really making an amazing, like they're building such a great storyline here that you can't wait for the moment where Killian Dane doesn't like, he takes away that comment of um, only I can hurt Drake, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's going to turn into, this is my little buddy. This is so many buddy cop movies that we've seen, but the, it's so, I don't know what it is like, like getting to see it on the pro wrestling stage and it is a stage makes it feel like I feel more connected. It's more genuine than I would, I would feel in a movie in a buddy cop movie. Like it, it feels like we're actually watching two human beings grow to love each other. Even though if we saw Killian Dane and Drake Maverick interacting behind the scenes, I'm sure that they just absolutely love each other. They're an absolute joy and they probably love seeing, you know, seeing each other first thing in the morning. And here, here Andre's right there with me. Uh, he's really enjoying it. I think those two are, are winning next year's Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament. Oh, fuck. Andre. Great call there, my man. Uh, nope. But I could watch these two grow for, uh, you know, 30 minutes a week on a WWE Network show. Like, give me give me that. I, I, I need their own show where they're trying to figure out how to put a toilet together. Because... Uh, <laughs> You know, like doing doing their own plumbing or, or putting a deck together because those two, it's it's not even like comedy gold. It it's really just beautiful to watch. And uh, I'll move on, Mike. You're number three. There's uh there's a lot of solid contenders for number three. Um, like FTR and the best friends. Uh, you know, it's, you know, a, a stone cold classic where we'll call it. It was a good match. It was a nice match, but not quite that top three criteria that we're looking for uh kip sabian and miro you know it was it was all miro really selling the promo work so they don't quite make the cut this week matt Palmer number three not quite a wrestling match uh but it is mjf saying that he kind of sort of maybe hypothetically in an alternate universe might want to join the inner circle 
And yep. Chris Jericho saying, well, are you certainly sure that you maybe sort of kind of want to join the inner circle? And I think the uh, the reason that this segment made the top three um, is because of the hilarious uh, G-rated Rowan Atkinson level joke uh, that MJF played on uh, Sammy Guevara, giving him a jacket with sleeves that were too long. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sold the whole segment. Um, and then, you know, in typical all elite wrestling fashion, Matt, what we harp on for this show, one of its strengths is the way it makes you want to watch what happens next week. And MJF and Jericho said that they want to have a discussion they want to have a meal together. They're going to have a steak uh, together next week, uh, a steak debonair. And they sold it like it was going to be an all-time, you know, WrestleMania, uh, you know, match. Um, you know, that kind of uh, <laughs> enthusiasm for a, a meeting of the minds at the dinner table with a candlelight and probably two big meaty pieces of meat. <laughs> um, so bravo to these guys for getting over Really, a nothing segment with no wrestling involved. And the teaser for next week, also no wrestling involved. Uh, just really good back-and-forth banter between two of the best on the microphone. Uh, give me more of that all day, every day. Uh, that's my moment number three. Matt, moment number two for never exert uh, territorially uh, wrestling. NXT. Matt, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. And again, this this is um, Austin Theory made the list. Wow. Oh yeah, this was a great match. Let's hear this I, argument, man. What do you got for us? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this, and I, I do like the idea that Theory does keep losing. Uh, but it, it does make it more intriguing for like when is this gonna turn around, or what the hell is going on? Why do they put him with Johnny Gargano to have him put on maybe one of the best matches? Since being a WWE product, definitely be better than anything on Monday Night Raw, uh, better than anything on, on NXT he's done so far. Uh, but this, this to me, was, was probably the highlight for him so far in, in his WWE career. But uh, this is also going to push, you know, what's, what's going on with the North American title for Gargano. And uh, we saw that at, uh, at the end of the night um, that we'll, we'll talk about in a second. I guess I'm, I'm teasing that already. Uh, but... I, I can't get away I can't get away from how great Johnny Gargano is is doing now as he's transitioning from being like the main event guy on this NXT brand to now like instantly becoming like the mentor and handing out like <laughs> career matches now on NXT. And putting it at number two means I, I'm honoring that. I, I want everybody to recognize, like, we, we gave Johnny Gargano a hard time when he was just main event week after week after week after week. But, like, it can't, it can't be ignored. You know, like, we, we have to start recognizing, like, oh, shit, Johnny Gargano is doing the job. He's doing the job of a pro wrestler, right? Like, right. He's, he's, he's giving it all back. Now, he got the win, so it's a little bit different. But, like, all... All that needed to happen with this is Gargano getting the win and Austin Theory could have gone down just as easily as he has every other week. The thing is, uh, you know, that, that makes this really intriguing is just what's going to happen next with uh, with Theory. I, I, I think I think it, it really could turn into like a deep spiral or they're just going to miss the mark. And with a guy who just showed us that he can put on a, a pretty good wrestling match, they might just let it fade away. 
Amen. All right. Uh, well, wait. We I've got two comments here. Um, oh, what do you got? Uh, Amy throws out there, and I think we missed this. This should have been up there a little bit earlier. Uh, I never wanted to see Tony Giovanni <laughs> getting a massage or getting waxed again. Hey, Amy, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I mean, we got a cameo of Britt Baker's foot, huh? Some people are into that. Woo! Yeah. And, uh, Andre uh, gave this the, uh, you know, the uh, the comedy gold signature stamp uh, of, of Sammy Guevara getting that, that jacket. It's too big. Um, I, I think that can't be said enough, like how exciting it is to see what happens with Sammy and MJF. Yeah. Um, we got to keep it professional, but every time right. I think about Sammy just hanging his arms down with those long, ridiculous elephant trunk sleeves on the ground, it just brings a smile to my face. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. But well, Amy, come on. New Tony you... Schiavone for a Britt Baker foot? Huh? 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 Come on. Well, while you're transitioning into your number two, Andre threw yeah. out there. We, we didn't need that. I thought AEW was about giving the fans what they want. Who wanted to see Tony get waxed? I... <laughs> it's a fair trade-off, Andre. Come on. Get on board the foot wagon. Here we go. Jesus. So, uh, moment number two here for AEW. Um, and it's it's it just barely missed being number one. It's Orange Cassidy and Cody. Um, like we kind of alluded to it earlier. Obviously, it was going to make the list because it's it's Cody. He he's he's been one of the better wrestlers on earth. Um, and incredibly, when he's fighting Cassidy, you know, we talk about this sometimes with like um um we had a good example where it was like Omega and Hangman versus I want to say Private Party. And they're slightly bigger, so they wrestled a different style. You know, they wrestled like they were the big beefcakes beating up the speedy guys, so they kind of slowed it down a little bit. Um, Cody legit knew how to pull that off. He knew how to kind of, you know, um, use a little bit more of the power moves and let Cassidy kind of lead into the speed because he's, you know, got the advantage over him. Um, But I think that there was a couple times when, you know, Cassidy definitely had you thinking, well, maybe they are going to let this title change hands. But, uh not quite in the books, you know, this did end in a tie, but um, just a few little, you know, storytelling nuggets there for you. Um, again, think items we alluded to earlier in the show where, you know, we just wanted to see Cassidy as much as we love his commitment to the character. We do want to see him wrestle. We do want to see him succeed and actually start, you know, padding that win loss record and to see him lock up and, you know, start to take the wrestling a little bit more seriously. was good. Um, I think the one thing that I would add to his repertoire, I would I would just get him in a um, you know in a booth with John Moxley, and you know listen how John. Um, I don't want to call it strong style. I'm going to call it Mox style, where they literally just beat the spit out of each other, and you can hear the violence coming through on the like the the speakers on the camera of the guys at ringside. Cause it, it definitely doesn't sound like Moxley takes any nights off when he's in that ring. It never sounds like he's taking a match off where he's like, you know, we got a big pay-per-view coming up. Don't hit me too hard. You know, we got our big money match coming up. It sounds like he's ready for a death match, like in a bingo hall, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere in Iowa, every single night he performs. So I think if Cassidy could just kind of, you know, figure that portion out just a little bit, just to, you know, add that extra layer of the wrestling tiramisu that is the Orange Cassidy. Um, I, I think he could really be a complete package. So they they put it they put on a really, really strong match. Um, again, in AEW fashion, um, kind of setting the stage for what's to come in a week, what's to come in two weeks, because they are going to fight again. Um, 
But yeah, just not quite number one material this week. But Matt, before we get into the number ones, especially for NXT, because you're next, we have a uh, dishonorable mention on the plate. Matt? All right, you know, so dishonorable mention for, for NXT. Ember yeah. Moon cuts, cuts another promo. That's fine. That's not my dishonorable mention. We need to keep her on the radar. What, yeah. what the fuck are we doing watching Jake Atlas and Adonis? I, I don't need that shit. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to dissect this. It, it was such a waste of time. It was such a let's fill the segment. It was almost like a we, we don't trust Ember Moon to like tell a new story. So let's have this match ready to go. No, trust Ember Moon to tell a great story and get this bullshit out of the way, or at least give these guys some time to tell a real story in the ring. All right. Number one, though, Mike. That camera I, I guy. A, I have got, a feeling who's going to be up there, but I'll let you that say. That camera guy who got Tony Storm's booty. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, Wait, are we no. letting Andre do the top three? What's going on over here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, number one is definitely Dexter Loomis's shot at the North American Championship, um, and and I get to cheat here because you you could have picked Candice LeRae and Shotzi being in my top three, but you get yeah. that amazing, overly dramatic end of the show with. So this entire segment is wrapped with this match. You've got Cameron Grimes coming in and uh, and and ruining Dexter Loomis's shot. So this is. This is really that Dexter Loomis could win this. He could be your North American champion right now, where we're going to give Priest a shot. And Loomis now is going to fight like one of the better heels in the business right now in Cameron Grimes. Just uh, that is going to be fun all on its own. Uh, but then you've got Johnny Gargano crashing right after that, taking out Damian Priest, and probably going to put on another hell of a show at Halloween Havoc to make Priest look even better. But it's all leading up to that big announcement that, uh, goddamn, Shotzi just fucking nailed it. Like, for for everything that Halloween Havoc needs to be, this gave me all the confidence in the world that it, it could be hokey and campy and everything we need from it for it to really be Halloween Havoc. With this delivery where she said uh, they're bringing back the spin the wheel, uh, make a deal. Uh, portion of Halloween Havoc. And, you know, they're really selling the fear. Um, I, I'm a little worried because the wheel is just going to be a computer-generated thing, and I would have liked oh. the actual wheel where they had to spin it. Oh, no. Uh, like, right there, so they're just going to pick something, which is... Who does... Come on. Like, when you go to Vegas, who actually picks the video monitor blackjack table? That's, right. like, the most fixed crap oh, ever. This guy. And I oh, no. Just throw no, your money I'm, in a toilet. I'm Come too on, scared man. to play blackjack with people. I'm a baby. Alright. <laughs> I I do my daughter... I do an impression of my daughter whenever I go to Vegas. But, um... I lost my point. But everything wrapped into this. Like, I don't know how it couldn't be number one for NXT because there's so much going on with it. Um, again... Shout out that tag match to start the night was amazing. Uh, Shotzi and Candice was great, uh, but I'm pretty confident in my heart of hearts how I felt about the entire night. Mike, your dishonorable mention. We're calling it the hashtag WMW dishonorable mentions. Oof. Well, um, it, it was a pretty easy one this week. Uh, it was the so-called championship match uh, for the women's belt? Uh, Hikaru Shida and Big Swole. Um, 
thing. I mean, uh, uh, thanks, Excalibur. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the JR pronunciation. Well, Hakushita and uh, Biggest Wally, uh, out there, you know, wrestling, and uh, you know, we'll do we're live, buddy. And um, <laughs> it quickly laughing. it quickly devolves yeah. into Boomhauer from King of the Hill. <laughs> hey man, big old Hakushita, man, she's beating up that big swole, man. Big old dang match, man. Um, I, <laughs> a lot a lot sucked about this match. Um, since there's no storyline. They they were just fighting because it was it was Big Swole's turn. All right, you can have a turn. Go on, get in there and get beat up, and then uh, we'll show Nyla Rose make a frowny face about ten minutes in. Oh, she's sore about something. I don't know what, but uh, uh, the commentary was kind of mailing it in. Jr's like, well, this is a couple of young up and comers, and uh, you know, we go the women are wrestling now, and Tony Schiavone tried to sw- swoop in and be like. Well, hell of a division here. Uh, shut the fuck up, Jr. And uh, let's watch a championship <laughs> match. But uh, Shivani did all he could. He couldn't quite shut Jr. up. Uh, and then it didn't help that the two women did not have a lot of chemistry. And you know what? It's probably because it was one of the first times they fought. Sure, they've probably fought on the end of the scene. I'm sure they've practiced it. But you know what? Maybe if we could brew a story together and we could kind of get some spots together, you know, instead of just haphazardly having them have a fracas here. On the why, anniversary show. Why don't you turn it? Tune into YouTube and watch. <laughs> you want heels, women's wrestling? Right? You, you turn on heels. Yeah. You don't understand. Well, give us YouTube views, then you'll understand. <laughs> Matt, one spot where they uh, didn't have any trouble building up story was uh, the main event. Jim Oxley <laughs> and uh, the Murder Hawk, who, by God in heaven. He came out like uh, our our dear friend with the stormtrooper helmet, Matt. Um, Shockmaster. That's right. He came out like the Shockmaster. He had little spiky points on his helmet. And he threw somebody through glass. My God, was he Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't know, but it was incredible. Um, oh, Stone Cold <laughs> he, Steve Austin. He didn't. Uh, he didn't end up winning, and that's okay. He still looked tough. He just lost on a roll up. He still got to pummel John, make him bleed. And then we got a just another Matt. I know what do you call those? Those chef's kisses. Mwah. We got another chef's kiss promo from uh, Mr. Kingston himself, who came out and said, "You know, yeah, let's give the champ a big hand. Let's hold his hand. Look at the champ." And then you know, even John was kind of giving him that you know wounded, uh, you know, kind of spinning in circles, Mortal Kombat look. You know, a few too many at the old watering hole and. Lo and behold, Eddie Kingston turned on him and pummeled him with his friends who are going to be in a tournament to decide the next number one contender for uh, Moxley's belt. But uh, it's it's just a a drone that we just keep beating. Um, I love segments that are fun day of, and they give me something to look forward to in the future. Eddie Kingston is a freaking star, and... I'm so dumb that I, you know, I, I can't make enough time in my brain or my life to watch all the old Eddie Kingston spots and matches and promos. So I'm just leaning on what AEW gives me on a week-to-week basis. And he looks like a star next to Moxley. So I, I'm just pumped that we're going to get more segments like this. We're going to get more Moxley uh, feuding and bumping heads with this guy. I'm I'm just excited for this program. Every Wednesday, it's my favorite two hours of wrestling, and I'm I'm really glad that uh, AEW has completed a year and 
based on the resume, based on what they've presented for us so far, I think there's going to be many more years to come. Yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of commit to that whole we're going to get viewers because we're going to say wrestling's for everybody and then we don't follow through. Like, like follow through. Follow through, damn it. Matt, does that, that uh, put a bow in this week's episode? Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Quick reminder, head on over to BODpodcast.com. Check out that beautiful new... Let me see if I can pull it up in a timely manner. Uh... Shops page. Can you see that, Mike? Oh, yeah. You've got, I listen to the Brothers of Discussion tea. You've got Sister of Discussion. You've got some masks here, the beautiful logo. You've got some tight-looking sweatshirts. Uh, You've got your coffee mug. Also, uh, you know, if you're a Red Wings rant listener and you want to join us uh, Sunday mornings, well, you can drink out of this while we're drinking out of ours. So yeah. a ton of cool stuff uh, happening there. Can't, uh, can't end an episode now without mentioning that. That is uh, BODpodcast.com. Click the shop button on the homepage, and you'll be taken there, and you can uh, get all your friends uh, their favorite uh, podcast logo wear. All right. But also, find us on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It does such a, a great service to us in regards to uh, hopping up the rankings for all of wrestling podcasts. Uh, find the blogs at BODpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at BODpodcast. Find the YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you have the time uh, for Brothers of Discussion. Find us on Facebook as Brothers of Discussion. Before well. we go, uh, hats off to Amy Dalton, who posted the uh, Urban Dictionary definition of a blind unicorn. Bless you, you beautiful woman, you. Oh, my God. Man, I can't wait for you to read it. Uh, the only other thing I was going to Woo! What a definition. Uh, there's just a couple people I was going to try and shout out this week. And, of course, my internet service is collapsing. Yay! Like a dying star. Oh, no. Much like the maligned entrance music of uh, our, our beloved uh, Keith Lee, uh, uh, Ruben Munoz uh, has been doing really good work. Brandon West, of course. Uh, Rachel Annan uh, doing a really good job. Uh I know she's really pumped about um, the the SmackDown draft, so I just want to shout her out real quick. Uh, You know, the usual cast. Amy, Andre, you know who you are. Chris, you had a little bit of a hiatus this week. Where are you at, man? Um, Yeah, there's tons of others. I'm going to get you, but you got to get some more posts out there. But mostly Rachel, she's one of the newer big contributors, so I do want to thank her for taking time out of her week to post on Brothers of Discussion. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah, that, I guess, uh, Mike, do we have any announcements about, uh, hiring? No? Not yet. We'll get All right. there. There's a tease, everybody. All right, cool. Uh, Paul Caruso. There's my other buddy. Thank you, Paul. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we're going to wrap up here with our, uh, our beautiful little, uh, exit theme with our video. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We, we, we appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody.